Welcome to Space Bros, the podcast for bad bitch feminists. I'm Mary, and with me is a woman who did not get lost as the central figure of her own narrative, Kate Whitney. How are you? Hey, girl. Oh, I'm I'm here. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm here. Uh, yep, that's that's how I'm doing. Uh, to guys, to get us started, uh, as you know, you've you've clicked the button. You know, we're talking about Rise of Skywalker. Uh, you made this choice. <laughs> you made this choice to listen and, and journey with us. Uh, and usually we, we like to kick off our podcast with talking about something, some related media or some news. But some that uh, tickled this, our fancy. Yeah. To kick off this particular one, we're adding a section called JJAWTF or JJ Abrams, what the fuck? Which is uh, JJA, little... go away. <laughs> it's like a little lightning round of um of just some top complaints about the movie, because there are some things that just won't come up in our discussion uh, from a feminist perspective of this film that uh, are nonetheless worth mentioning. So without further ado, I'm gonna kick us off with uh my first JJA, what the fuck. Number one, you deleted Rose from the script after saying that the thing that you valued most that Brian Johnson gave you was Kelly Marie Trang. And mm, she's just like gone doing homework for a lot of it. So cool. Cool, 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 bro. And it's even worse than just like deciding she's not going to be in the movie, which is a de- which is a choice. I mean, like, I'm glad she's there, obviously, because like I want her to get paid. But also, yeah. but like, that's like more of like a that's almost like more of a thumb in the eye than leaving her out entirely is just be like she's here but you know no one cares it's fine you don't need any resolution on her story yeah. arc yeah. no why why would you why would you also you uh suggested that any character arc that was that kylo went through in the in last jedi is basically not important anymore because you had to super glue his mask back together like a real pill what yeah, yeah, that was great. Also, 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 the style in which you had him glue his mask back together looked like uh, garbage. Well, it's it's actually uh, an art form, an Asian uh, art form where you uh, try and emphasize the mistakes the and add yep. beauty to them. So it was appropriative. And oh, stupid. and it looks yeah. stupid. I know, I know what you're stupid. I know what you're yeah. talking about. That art form does not that generally look stupid. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. No, but this looked dumb. It but it was basically really like a, you got rid of his mask. Let's duct tape this shit together. Now we got a mask again, bitch. Fuck you, Ryan Johnson. Well, it perfectly leads into my next beef, which is, hey, JJA, you control Z everything in the Rise of Skywalker that was uh, important to me. Like, you know, whatever. Anybody can save the galaxy. Guess not. Guess you gotta be <laughs> the granddaughter of someone. It's cool. Whatever. Fuck you, bro. You know what's the most important thing in a movie? Bloodlines. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, he really did that. And he also, uh, so part of one of the things that he controlled Zed was he gave us no resolution on the morality of war. Don't worry about it. Just yeah, enjoy. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we'll yeah. start off, we'll start off by showing that um, arguably the main character is not even like participating in war. She's just playing video games <laughs> by uh-huh. herself constantly. Uh-huh. She's she's really Luke Skywalkering it up in this with her low ropes course. You also have characters say things like, "Somehow no one knows why." Palpy's back. I wish they and called the her Palpy in this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and the explanation we get is cloning, dark sciences, secrets only the Sith knew. Like 
fuck you, bro. You know the secrets. You wrote the fucking story. You can tell us or you cannot. But, like, don't don't pull this bullshit where, like, even in the universe, it's like, who even knows how this happened? Like, fuck you. This is from a comic, right? I have not read it, but I know that this is, like, a thing um, by reading people who know such things. So it's not even as if he, like, got lazy and didn't have the like her creativity to figure out what he meant by this he just was like well the super super fans will get it and uh everyone else like why does it they don't matter they don't matter yep. they just slop for yep. the pigs it's fine they don't care yep. which is yeah, really nothing. insulting why why would we care why, why would we care? care that someone we saw blow up uh is alive <laughs> i don't i don't care mary why would i care why anyway we also don't have any more questions about if the force is moral or not. Everyone just is the master of their own fate. It's fine. The force is great. You force it up. Yeah. Everyone should pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. Absolutely. You know? like, it's fine. We're all Ex- libertarians here. Provided, provided your parents were somebody important. I-, I would love to believe this movie is just unintentionally satirical, but it's not. <laughs> it's really not. Speaking of video games, uh, you know, go, talking about ropes course, fuck your fetch quests and fuck your MacGuffins. This oh man, whole that movie, dagger was a lot of so bullshit. Dumb. That Goonie style dagger, where if you stand in the perfect spot and pull down like a dial in it, suddenly it points to so I hate you. I hate you, JJ. I hate you. And then, and then, speaking of this dagger, uh, you like fake out killed Chewie just to kind of be a dick, and then. And bent the laws of, like, physics to do it. We all saw Uh him get into that transport, and then that transport blow up. Like, where did the switcheroo happen? That's, like, a huge, stupid plot hole. Why? There, there is a, a second transport in one of the shots when he when he's first walking. It doesn't matter. I took a screen. It doesn't matter. It's still dumb. It's are, still fucking dumb. Are, are we suggesting? Are we suggesting these transports are playing like a very high stakes game of uh, three card Monty? Like, I, I think, how did I they think we're suggesting that somehow Finn lost track of one of the transports while he was running to get Ray, which is also so I guess, dumb. So like, I guess it's he's not super force sensitive. <laughs> not well, super. neither is she. She can't detect Chewie, even though later on she can from the surface of a planet. So, you know, it all makes sense, Mary. Oh, wait. So we've also kind of already mentioned this, but it bears repeating. Hey, 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 fuck you for putting Ray's powers in the hands of a dude. And uh, saying that the only reason why she's powerful is she has literally Palpatine's powers. Super dope. Super, super class move, bro. Cool, 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 cool. So not only is it sexist, I think it's a little bit racist. Um, (laughs) Because we introduce uh, Janna, who I thought was really cool in this. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, hey... We now have three whole black people as 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 like titled characters in this. But guess what? Two out of three of them are related. That's insane. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. insane. And I love mm-hmm. Lando and I'm like happy. That's a cute idea. And I and you know, I would watch a movie about, about her for sure. And like she and Lando like buddy buddy flying around the galaxy to like find out what went down. But at the same time, like, no, dude. What? Like, how do you not know that that's not a, an insensitive thing to do? Oh, yeah. Fucking sucks. Uh, mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. No, all, all we need is to find out later on that Finn is also related to them all, you know? Oh, my um, God. Well, that can't happen because she's also included so that we, A, know that Finn is not gay, and B, 
that Finn is not interested in a white woman or a woman of any other race. Or you know what? Maybe even an alien, which I would be totally cool with. Why hasn't Star Wars gone there yet? Questions. Know. You know, that, that brings up an important one. Hey, uh, uh, JJ, uh, fuck you for saying that you're going to have LGBT inclusion and it being like a kiss I literally missed when I watched it. And uh, I still haven't seen it. And I've seen, I've seen it two and a half times. Well, like, am I, am I just yeah. blinking too much? Yes. <laughs> and fuck you for plugging that we're going to get an origin story for Finn and Poe and basically hinting that we would have one and not not getting anything. Like, that doesn't, that's not an origin. Are you kidding me? Anyway. Yeah. Also, um, both your child soldiers are people of color. Once again, what? Like, you, you present that, but then you don't give any sort of context for it or even maybe a nod to the fact that maybe in the Star Wars galaxy there is racism and that could be possibly the reason why that you have uh, the Empire or the First Order or whoever the heck they are coming down and scooping up black children and then making them fight their wars. No, no. It's just like kind of presented. Like what? No comment necessary. It's fine. It's cool. That seems. Yeah, that's not worth discussing. Hey, uh, fuck you for having Luke Skywalker Jesus um, and him catching the lightsaber and <laughs> all that. That was just annoying. Like the long flow. I hate you. Like I hate I just I hate you. OK, I mm-hmm. really did. I actually really hated and I realized that Leia's stuff is left over from uh, Last Jedi. But I actually really I thought that all of the OG people's styling in this work was terrible. Yeah, like, they all bad. looked bad. I mean, and like it's it's like the Harrison Ford was like, "All right, I'm not going to shave. I'm just like I'll put on the outfit." Fine. <laughs> I assume I assume he was shooting uh, into the wild, and he was like, "I'm just going to come over. It's fine. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'll move. I'll come over to your lot. <laughs> I'll put on the vest. I suppose it's fine. This is my look now. It's fine." Uh, hey, fuck you for trying to fuse uh, nuanced character relationships by just having people say things like, "There's something we need to talk about." Oh, don't worry about it. It'll come up later. And then it like never does. Maybe because... he thinks maybe he's banking on a web series. Maybe. But like with Leia, because like that yeah, happens no. with Leia and Ray too. the whole like, no. there's so much I want to say to you. Like, dude, that doesn't hint at a deeper relationship. That's just lazy. Like, yeah. I, ugh. it's just plot holes. Actually, it's what it is. It's just it's just actually plot holes. Yeah. And then potentially the most egregious of all things you wrote the stupidest opening crawl <laughs> i can't like the i'll be honest with you i i knew going into this movie that i was not going to be my super fave i'm famously grumpy everybody knows it's fine but when i read the dead speak the galaxy has heard a mysterious broadcast a threat of revenge i was like this is the dumb this is so dumb so there's like a there's a fortnite easter egg baked into this not cool what no it's fucking weird and fucking lame and uh you know just just you know like the the dead speak i think my favorite take on this was a a tweet i saw about how man even emperor palpatine has a podcast (laughs) (laughs) he better not have more (laughs) listeners than we do no fuck that guy certainly have more listeners than we (laughs) oh Um, this is a weird gross world we live in all right, well, uh, that was uh, that was our opening little little section, JJ. What the fuck? And uh, thanks for sticking with us. So now we'll, we'll we'll segue into the main part of our episode. Now that you've heard our initial ranting, now you can hear more nuanced <laughs> ranting. Yes, yeah, that's exactly it. Hey, uh, hey, Mary, why don't you tell me your first impressions of this movie? I have never been more pleased to be surprised in my life. I 
expected to personally not like this. I didn't expect everyone else in the world to agree with me. That was <laughs> wild. <laughs> it's, um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I do get a certain amount of uh, grouchy um, pleasure in seeing the rest of the world be like, it's not that good. It's not that good. Yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. I, w- I would like to... Uh... Guys, I'm inserting this in here to tell you that when I first saw this in theaters, I had a good time. And that's because I made a decision walking in, which was that I wasn't going to think deeply about any of it. And I was just going to enjoy the spectacle and let it wash over me. And it was fine. It was all kinds of fine. So you can enjoy this movie if you want to, but you have to like turn off your brain a little bit. So obviously when talking about for the podcast, like I knew after I came out, I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this again when I have to think about it because it's not going to be good. And it was bad. So I'm not saying it was good initially. I'm just saying you could have more fun with it than what we're about to have. And if you did, good for you. Like everyone should, you know, live your best life. I'm just more fair, fair heads up. I think the pro- I think that the thing that's sort of a weird line to walk with this podcast, and tell me if you agree, is that obviously, obviously you can like stuff that does not align with your political views. You can like totally. stuff that doesn't even live up to your stand, like your standards of of good media. There, there's lots of ways to enjoy media. There's lots of ways to interpret media. There's lots, mm-hmm. all that stuff exists. If you have set out to do a podcast where you look at things through a feminist lens and you and they mess up quite a bit on that, though, you're going to get pretty critical. It is sort of like passing a purity test, but it doesn't yeah. mean necessarily that we think that anybody's a bad person for liking this movie or nope. feeling like it doesn't really matter that it doesn't pass our purity test. This is just this is just how the game is played, guys. I yeah. will say I will say that for certain things. Um, you can like something and be critical of it at the same time. That is a lesson which I feel like I learn over and over and over again as an adult. But I will say about this one, I don't like it and I also am very critical of it. <laughs> I think it does not align with my feelings about no, what is good yeah, it's, art. It's, or, it's not. Yeah, or I, I would agree with that. What is, what is good. helpful yeah. to put into the world at this point in time. Well, I'll give us a little bit of a plot overview. <clears throat> it's going to be brief, Good guys. Good luck. Because this movie's ridiculous. What so, is this um, movie about, Kate? I would love for you to tell me. I'm still unsure. <laughs> we pick up after The Force Awakens to find that Rey is being trained to be a Jedi by Leia, not Luke. Because, you know, The Last Jedi, like, really just didn't happen. Um, Finn and Poe are adventuring around with Chewie and finding out that there is an enemy in the First Order. The dead is speaking! Meanwhile, Kylo Ren is trying to track down a, a Sith Finder. A Sith Wayfinder? A Sith Pathfinder? Doesn't matter. Uh, a little diamond thing that, that he uses to like navigate to the secret Sith home uh, and uh, meets Palpatine and is like, hey, I'm going to kill you. And Palpatine's like, no, wait. Whoa. I have some... I have some info for you and a fleet, a magical fleet we conjured that's more powerful than any fleet you've ever made. And now we are the last order. So, um, you know, force time, my favorite feature in The Last Jedi, got a real makeover where it's less nuanced and way less pretty and a lot more fighting happens during it. And, uh, you know, uh, it all ends with the final showdown, all uh, the return of the Jedi. And I think I've told you pretty much everything you need to know. Only... The ending is not quaint and kind of cute the way that 
Return of the Jedi is. So let's let's dive right in uh, and start with our first section. Your power comes from a man. So Rey's powerful because she comes from a dude that was supposed to be dead. He literally blew up. That happened in uh, The Return of the Jedi. You can yep. stream it on Disney Plus or take my word for it. I mean, you should watch it because it's actually good. Watch that instead oh, of this. It's it's real good. Yeah. But J.J. Abrams said presence felt inevitable. <laughs> like uh, how how it was inevitable that he would show up at the end of this. It wouldn't make sense for him not to, even though he blew up. Guys, he blew up. Guys, it's not inevitable for someone to come back from the dead I think and, like, with no explanation. I think it's only inevitable when JJA can't think of a better bad guy. <laughs> yeah! So, um, <clears throat> how does this impact Ray's uh, autonomy and story that we find out that, um, that yeah, that she's, her power comes from, from good old Palpatine and he's back? Uh, I want to take a moment and talk about the larger Star Wars myth, how it impacts yeah, that for a second. Sure, I'd love this, that. This development means that Return of the Jedi is null and void. Vader sacrificed himself for nothing. Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie, Lando, Admiral Akbar, all of those Ewoks accomplished nothing. That's what this movie does. The entire point of their of their world. And those three movies was to take down Vader and then Emperor Palpatine, right? Mm-hmm. And if Emperor Palpatine just has a bunch of clones running around and they just took down one of his clones, that means this is nothing. Or that yeah. he didn't die at all. That means that that is nothing. And that is so, so bad. This is, goes back to when, we, when I, try, I feel yeah. like I hounded in Force Awakens. <laughs> he understands how to repackage and deliver to you the ultimate visual impact of a star wars right like he knows how to do that and he knows how to like pick the bones clean for visual cues and even emotional beats but he doesn't respect or understand why people feel the way that they do about those movies and why making those movies narrative structure garbage like making the the end plot points and beats of those movies garbage is insane and hurtful to fans. Like, yeah. that is sociopathic. To, like... Yeah. Like, he gets emotion, but it's, like, very clinical. <laughs> he doesn't understand... Well, he doesn't understand yeah. what drives emotion. And that's insane. Come on, dude. This wrap-up, like, like that reveal caused some fans to say things like, this, I genuinely wish they just hadn't have made a new trilogy because, like, if this is the stakes, if this is where we land, like then it, it wasn't worth picking back up. Spoiler, I might be one of those fans. Yeah, but coming back to like what you just said, um, there are so many mo- moments in this movie where they're like, if we fail, then everything will have been for naught. And it's like, yeah, because you made it that way. You made yeah. it so that literally failure here means that like everything in the series hasn't mattered. Which then begs the question, like, well, doesn't it matter those years that did exist in between where people were still alive and whatever? But, like, the bottom line is, you made it that way. And you made us, you tried to tie up every resolution that's ever happened before as now hinging on these moments. And that sucks. Fuck you. J.J. Abrams does not own this story. Nobody owns this story. He is a, he is, he serves the story and delivers the story, and he does owe something to people who like the story, and he owes something honestly. I know that Disney does not care generally about making good art. It only cares about making good money, but it he owes something to the artistic 
legacy of this particular piece, this particular franchise. And it's 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 makes me feel ill that he he has taken such liberties with it and has such unearned confidence about his handle on it. But we're talking about Ray, our girl Ray here, and he also does her so dirty in this. He does. There was this quote from Daisy Ridley, like after The Force Awakens, when people are trying to figure out like who her parents were. And she was like, I just think it's funny that you have this great female character and everyone's trying to attribute her power to a man. And oh, I saw that gif a million times uh, in December just because it was very relevant again when literally that's what J.J. Abrams did. So um, it sucks. I don't, I just, you can't like, on so many levels does it suck. Like how... All he has to say to himself is, this is a movie about bloodlines. And then that should be a warning to you that maybe this is a story that's not responsible or good to tell. If the entire thing is about it matters who you come from, think about that. Like, that is not a story that is useful or helpful to tell. Well, and it it also, it it changes what the entire legacy of all this is. Like, yeah, like. No one can find redemption except through death. That's something we'll deal with later. Like, that's a very nihilistic message. Um, Only people who are someone or who are born from power can wield power. And yeah, you can wield it in a different way, but you still have to, it still has to come from somewhere. Yeah, but it's. And it can't come from within you. No. And that sucks. Ray doesn't get to say very much. She really doesn't. And also, like, the range that she's allowed to act is so much smaller than the range she's allowed to act in The Last Jedi. And I know that this isn't just The Last Jedi, like... And honestly, any of them. She's much better in Force Awakens, too. It's just anger. Like, she's allowed to feel anger. She's allowed to feel a lot of anger and And, and some sadness. But not, like, discovery and excitement and, like, you know, hopefulness and, like, all these things. I It's like... It's like she's half of the person that she was. Well, it's she's very one dimensional in this, and it's painful to see. It is because she's. Don't get me wrong, Daisy Ridley gives a good performance for what she's allowed to do, but we've seen her perform. We know she can do more than this. Nothing at all wrong with the acting. Nothing at all wrong no, with the acting. No, nothing at all. Nothing at all. I, I felt like she was given like a really weak. It was really weak writing for her, and she is robbed of having the typical the typical narrative that would allow you to understand her hero's journey. Is like the 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 like too long didn't read version of this which is they don't really give her her own stakes and she doesn't actually have to sacrifice anything until the very last minute and then they rob you of that emotional beat as well um yeah i mean they just don't the the one moment that i really like is when chewie she thinks chewie's dead she is in a bad way and she's like i'm gonna kill palpatine that's what i'm gonna do and finn is like no, no, I know you. You won't do that. They go low. You go high, girl. And she's like, nope. You know what? All of you dudes keep telling me that you know me, but I don't think anybody knows me at all. And then they don't deliver on it. But that is a good moment. It's a very good moment. That's a good moment. Yeah, but without any real payoff. Because... Exactly. So it comes off as hollow. So it like, even though I like it, I'm like, but then like, actually, everybody knows her, turns out. Like, actually, she does what everyone expects her to do and probably expects her to do it because she's a woman, which is also crummy. Let's let's talk a little bit about the legacy of the character, because listen to the last Jedi podcast we did, if you haven't yet. But at the end, I shared a selection from a book 
talking about what was so powerful about Rey, about how she could be anyone, about how anyone can save the galaxy. About that no. painful thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's why it went in there because I wanted to preserve this moment in time before this beautiful book I was gifted for Christmas doesn't mean anything and is wrong. Um, before they have to like, before, before someone has to go through and redact, redact, yes. redact. Uh. Uh, it's fucking gross. I hate it. Um, so how does this impact the legacy of the character um, to you? For me, uh, just in terms of like fan perception, it's hard for me to know if I even want to consider this movie canon. I know I don't. I'm not supposed to get to just like make that choice, but that that's how that's how I. Who feel. says you can't make that choice? I make that choice constantly. Well, <laughs> what sure. are you talking about? <laughs> just I just it's 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 just such a it's just such a fucking bummer to me. Um, and you know what? At the end, we get to see Ray choose her own family, and she says she's a Skywalker. But like even that feels hollow and weird because like she didn't. I'd rather her just embrace being no one or I don't know. What do you think? Well, I'm not being decisive. No, I don't like it. Um, I'll be decisive. I think it's dumb. I think that I think that this movie should have given her something to sacrifice, but they have painted themselves into a corner where Ray is almost just like a vessel. And that is why JJA felt like he could do this. Because, I don't know. It's at this point that I'm like, does Ray experience loss or feelings that are not even more personally and deeply felt by Kylo Ben? I kind of don't think she does. All of the original trio's deaths are more impactful for him than her. Like, just by definition, they are. Because they are his... Because they were his family. (laughs) And his uncle, who was his teacher, right? And she has that relationship. She has those same beats with those characters as well. But you, but like it's, it's a split second that you only get her with them for one movie tops. So it's, it's crummy. And we never, she never, because he starts the movie with her just like hiding out training. You never get a moment where she, like Finn, even though now that I think about it, it's kind of crazy that Finn has to have a moment where he's like, huh, the cost of war. He was a child soldier. But anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway. Let's put that on him. Yeah, that's that's a wild situation. Um, but she never has a moment where she, like, sees the cost of war. We, we have that with Finn. We have that with Poe. There's no payoff for that, really. But, like, she doesn't understand. Yeah. Like she, you never, we never get the sense that she knows what that. In fact, she's kind of hiding from it. She doesn't want to go out there um, because if she does, she might have to fight Kylo and she doesn't really want to do that. It's the only thing I can think of why she's hiding out. Like it's, it's weird at the beginning. I don't, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really fit with her character arc before that. And it doesn't. And it robs it's, her. It's almost like, like a different movie. He wanted to go in between these movies, yeah. and yeah. therefore it, was, it started somewhere totally different than made any real sense. It doesn't make any sense, Mary. It doesn't. Yeah. And then Finn like comes back and like yells at her about it, and that also doesn't make sense. Whatever. I mean, it only makes sense because I also want to yell, but it's not. It wouldn't make sense for him because presumably he understands her motivations. I don't know, but like presumably, pres- one would presume, but like. A hero's journey typically has a sense where you have a character who has to sacrifice something and leave their home and go out and, and, and complete, you know, complete trials and face loss 
and get a grander sense of the world and then come home wiser. That is like the typical hero's journey, right? And I'm not saying that you have to follow that and there's lots of different ways you can skin that cat. But like for Star Wars, probably this is how you should do it. You know, that's that's like a that's that is what the, the myth that you are working with. And as I went through this, I was like, so we know that she's brave and that's good. And I like that. But what does she have to lose? She was like living on this desert island, this desert planet, like having a pretty bad life. She doesn't she doesn't have really any stakes. And because of that, we understand that she becomes more powerful, but she doesn't fundamentally change because of her experience, except to take on the mantle of I belong to this family now. Which is like a third, yeah. like which is like the final eleventh hour decision. So that that's why I think it feels so hollow. You're expecting her to be like, I left the desert, now I've returned to the desert, and now I am this. And what she says is Skywalker. You're like, no, she could have figured that out at any point. And also, what that's like kind of meaningless. It is meaningless, and like we see two mentors as Forest Ghosts overlooking her, and it's just very confusing it's just com- it doesn't okay. yeah like there that that i think is why the ending it's feels, very dissatisfying feels bad she doesn't yeah. actually get to go on a hero's journey even though she had three movies to do so that is weird yeah. that's a weird no, bad decision they should have given her something to sacrifice that is not felt equally by another character like she should have had something and the only moment she has something to sacrifice is when Palpatine's like, you join me or I kill everybody you know! And she's like, go ahead and kill everyone you know. But you already know that that's not going to happen because the cavalry is coming. So you're not actually worried she's going to have to sacrifice. She never for a minute thinks that she's lost them. The only one she thinks she's lost is Chewie. But then we also immediately are shown that he's fine. So right, we're we find out before even they find out, like almost instantly. It's almost the next this scene. Pretty it's insane. <laughs> like yeah, they're yeah. like no, no, don't worry. And you could. So I was thinking, yeah. I, I didn't like map this out necessarily, but I think that in Star Wars, the the original, like the original trilogy, the central yeah. there is a central conflict that Luke has to change into somebody who is willing to for the the good of the world kill his own dad who he's always wondered about who he's always thought about in in order to save the world that is his story and you have an inherent connection because they are related and you have you yeah. have like the the p- intense pathos of i am your son and now i am taking your place quite literally right so that is powerful yeah. and you don't really need to like beat the audience over the head with it it's a simple it's a relatively simple story and what they did with yeah. her is they just kind of junked it up and then they were like, well, maybe she's like worried that she might eventually have to kill Kylo if Kylo stays Kylo as opposed to going back to being Ben. Maybe that's the worry. But like they don't ever fully thread that needle because for most of this movie, she's just lightsaber battling him. So you're like, I guess she is willing to kill him. I guess she is. Right. There's not like any sort of like connect. Like it's so weird. Yeah. So because you know, she's the last movie that we see ends with like, their relationship still more complicated than that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and it was supposed to get even more complicated because he was supposed to yeah. be the big bad, but now he's kind of not the big bad. Instead, he's going on a lot of mission finding. It's like, I, I just, I can't help but feel that 
this movie was written in order to service him instead of her, and that makes me angry. The decisions were made yeah, I, so that his character arc could follow this. Whereas in Star Wars, Vader, Vader changing his mind and helping his son is like is like a decision that we don't even necessarily see coming. We know he kind of figures out that the Emperor is a little bit of a dick, but we never get any like interior monologue or anything. It's a surprise. And then they have a moment and then he dies. And that's, yeah. that makes sense to us as an audience. This does not make sense to us as an audience because we have seen a plot that has completely done a backflip so that we can pay fan service yeah. to this one character who wasn't even a main character and and then and short changes the people who are ma- the main characters. And that is not satisfying to watch. Just isn't. Yeah, no, uh, this is as if like Darth Vader were the yeah. co-star, you know, like um, which <clears throat> and. Don't get me wrong. I think Adam Driver's great yeah. in this movie. Um, well, Adam Driver is just a great actor, but it doesn't change the fact that like they made a very unsatisfying film. So I want to dive into the Emperor and his plan because, frankly, I find it to be incredibly confusing and incoherent. So just to start us off, uh, he tells Kylo to kill Ray repeatedly after meeting him. in no uncertain like, terms. Things. In no uncertain terms. Talks to him later on, like, remotely, and is like, By the way, are you betraying me? I wouldn't want to have to use this fleet against you if you don't kill her for me. So, you know, like, he <laughs> says he wants to kill her. Yeah, he's and... like, he, like, calls him up and he's like, hey, 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 you're not going to dick me over, right? You're still going to kill her, right? Because that was the plan, right? I'm picking up, I'm picking up pizza on the way home. Okay, love you, bye. <laughs> yeah. Was, like, the tenor of that call. It's so weird in the movie. It's so fucking weird and then when he sees ray he's like hey actually never wanted you dead i want you to inherit this throne you're gonna compete a sith ritual you're gonna kill me and then by doing so like my spirit will live on through you and you know this is great i never wanted you dead i've never wanted you dead even when like i had your parents killed nope didn't want you dead nope and like there's no I like in that moment it almost seems like he believes that to be true so you're like wait what and then he realizes they're a force dyad <clears throat> spoiler alert guys there's something called a force dyad and uh our guy uh Benlo uh Benlo is, and uh <laughs> and Ray are um are a force dyad uh you know a force the dyad the incredibly something? famous thing a force dyad the incredibly famous thing that uh i say it and you should just know what it means so anyway he sucks out their force so that they're only mostly dead um <laughs> and he can uh and he can he can live so um mary what the fuck was his actual plan um, I like, think, what was this endgame? Did it just like evolve throughout the I don't under I don't understand. I think it boils down to one of these things. I knew you knew. I or I knew you knew that you knew you wouldn't kill Ray, but I didn't want you to know that I knew, you know? Yeah, and that that doesn't work because <laughs> it's a lot to assume that like that, that Kylo isn't actually gonna kill Ray, especially when you're calling him and being like, guy, seriously, I meant it. Kill her. Like what? This might this might have been the t- like the time that um <laughs> that uh my partner Andrew knew that his parents had not communicated about Christmas dinner and had accidentally planned on preparing and or ordering Italian food twice in as many days. And I was like, "Are you going to tell them that they are going to make that grave mistake?" And he was like, "No, because it's funny and I get presents either way." 
which is, was very <laughs> funny. And um, which is very funny in that case. But I kind of feel like I'm like, well, maybe Palpatine's like, well, I either get a girl to pour myself into who's my heir or I get this guy to pour myself into who's also can be my heir. I guess I get presents either way. So I don't really care who kills what. But yeah. but that doesn't it's just very confusing. Well, why he would he should have said that if that's how he felt about it, <laughs> like, because everything else is very explicit. It's just confusingly explicit. So, 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 guys, we're doing a bonus episode uh, that's going to be released with this episode, and it's full of zany theories and stuff, but I do want to pull in something that... Um, You're not seeing double. There are two pods. <laughs> two I'm, brand I'm new ones. Pull a little piece, which is that the initial link leaks around this movie had the plot going slightly differently, and so I kind of wonder if it was different. Mm. Um, well, that's like a but thing in now. That, People pay attention. They pay attention to Reddit, and it's just like a big... It's like you can't even have fan theories anymore because, like, the big creepy... Uh, execs will just change things? Well, well and yeah, and then I, I think that they just, like, get up in their creatives' ear. I mean, it's the creatives' fault, too. They should stick to their guns. But, like, then the creatives are like, well, we can't have that. It, like, this happened with Westworld, right? Like, people figured yes. out what was going to happen, so they, like, did a backflip. It's dumb. Yeah. Stop doing that. So, so, so for this one, he, he saw... Palpatine saw that uh, Vader couldn't let Luke die and that maybe having family meant that your family couldn't actually kill you. So it'd be cool to have family of his own that like couldn't actually kill him Mm. and like be forced powerful. And so like, you know, he he wanted, you know, an heir of some sort. Then he found out before he sees them, he finds out she's a part of a dyad and that this dyad is the way to like bring him back to full power in life. So he's manipulating them to both come and face down. Oh, so he's just trying to get them in the same location. Okay. Yes. Which I think makes more sense. Makes absolutely... I mean, there's yeah. there's no evidence for that. And no. there's no evidence that he knows that they're four-styled. Like, they changed it. But that would have made a lot more sense to me. In fact, he you acts know? as if he has just discovered that he ordered um, fries because they were cheaper and that there were a few loose onion rings mixed in, as sometimes happens yeah. at fast food restaurants. He's, and like, he's just like, he's just like what a... Ooh, a little treat for me. Oh, four-styled. Extra yummy forest energy. Nom 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 nom. Like that's how he yeah. acts about it. It's weird. And he's very and he very says odd. it he says it as if everyone is immediately gonna like pull up Wikipedia on their phones <laughs> in the theater <laughs> and be like, oh, ah, okay. forest diet? Sure. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Siri cool. translate? Like what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um Yeah, I don't know what his endgamer plan is really. Um Je- also like that that thing where like he's been the voice in Kylo's head all along and oh he has been every villain God. is super annoying. Um Ugh. seen a bunch of snokes in in a, in a tube is annoying. In um, buckets. Yeah. Yeah. Um the yeah, so this fucking, also like mm-hmm. this is what counts as a twist is this force dyad thing, which is sort of like designing the rules of chess and then scoring at the same time. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, so, like, so, like, your twist is going to be that you invented something and then it turned out to be so? That's weird. That's not a satisfying twist. Um, Right. Because there weren't any expectations you were subverting. No, no, you just made a confusing story and then you had a a convenience at the end that, like, allowed you to, like, to... Um, express your way towards this message you were trying to receive, which by we were trying to deliver, which by the way is confusing. Um, yeah, 
And if you want to yeah. read more, this is not something that I came up with. Um, you can read about it in an excellent Vanity Fair article by Joanna Robinson called uh, yes. Star Wars, Why That Big <laughs> Big Rise of Skywalker Twist Feels Like Such a Betrayal. Um, it's very yeah. good. It's good. It's a worth a read. Um, I love plugging Joanna Robinson. She's I think so she's cool. a fucking queen. Yeah, so, she's great. Yeah, fuck yeah. Guys, we'll link it. It's great. Um, also... Just, I mean, just because we're talking about force mythology and like what they add to this, um, they don't necessarily take away that for that Finn is force sensitive or that other people could be force sensitive or that other people could wield the force. But I just, I feel like we just really need to hit this really, really hard. This movie shows that force power users are all white people who are very concerned with the purity of their bloodline. Yep. How do you write this and not realize that and then not be like, we have to make massive changes. We have to fix this. It's very odd. It's almost like it's a story from like Voldemort's perspective, you know? Yeah. Like they got the Death Eaters writing propaganda and publishing a Star Wars movie. It's very odd. It's very odd shit. I know. Also, I would argue too that you basically like... You could argue that the reason it feels this way is because they have tried to make their um, bad characters more complex, quote unquote, by showing their perspective. But from a structural standpoint, I didn't expect Ray to get like done so dirty. But like Kylo Ben's arc is exactly what you would expect it to be based on like from day one. Like you you could say like and then at the end he's going to save everyone and then he's going to die. That's what's going to happen. Like just from like a like a like a. A, a, a lazy plot perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So actually, if you if you say that you're building a complex story, but then all of your characters' actions and endings unfold in the most predictable way possible, are you creating a complicated story? I would argue no. No, <laughs> no I'd, I'd, I'd say your argument's valid. I will, I will say, put a little spoiler alert here. I think that the most effective scene in this is when uh, Ray and newly resurrected Ben Solo are f- are are fighting together uh, down down in the down in the land. Well, because of the Sith. potentially because finally there she has something that is that is worth that is a risk to her. She yeah, now totally. has she now has a partner. She now has a person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that, so I, I suspect that that's why you feel that way and it makes absolute yeah. sense. But like, isn't it dumb that they gave that to you yes. in like the last in the, like, second? 11th hour? Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. I do. I hate it. I hate it. I do. Um, since we're talking okay. about things we hate, let's talk about Leia's <laughs> inclusion in this movie. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> This is, you know, this is, uh, this is before we're even getting into all of our last stuff, but <sighs> so we find out that Leia and Luke knew that Ray was a Palpatine all along. Um, what a pair of jerks. <laughs> it's just so fucked up, guys. Why are like, all the, why are all, it just makes, it, it makes them the biggest assholes. It's so fucked up. Well, it's, it's so fucked up. I mean, the answer is that it's, it's so for like plotting reasons to serve the plot, not to serve like what we know about their the characters. characters but yeah, like they would never pull this shit but they kind of do this a lot in this trilogy specifically with like older characters like all the older characters are very like it's a need to know basis and you're like no just tell them it's fine yeah just like let them know put it on front street tell them what's going on the very cryptic once you hit the age of 50 in star wars universe it's very important for you to be as cryptic as possible <laughs> 
That's why uh, Yoda at nine hundred. It was incredibly cryptic. <laughs> just, just all that, all that. It just, it just ends up accruing um, from a certain point of view. <laughs> yeah, right. No, you're right. Uh, always cryptic. So um, cryptic. So let's let's yeah. So Leia's parting words to Ray, um, and part of this is that J.J. Abrams wrote a script around some unused footage of Carrie Fisher, but. Having her parting lines be never be afraid of who you are, and then finding out that she knew that Ray was a palpatine along. JK <laughs> just feels like trolling. Like it's ins- it's insane. It's actually an insane choice to be like, oh well, she talks about who Ray is, so we should make her a palpatine and say that Leia always knew. Like what? What is that? To- well, what? and I feel like uh, honestly, it's sort of it, it would. It would make sense. What's really annoying about it is it would make sense provided everything else didn't happen this way. Like, don't be afraid could mean like you could if you kept like she's a secret Palpatine. Leia hasn't told her four reasons. Leia is ending by saying, um, don't be afraid of who you are. That comment could be interpreted as, as you are not your bloodline. You are not your dad. Luke was not his dad. Ben is not his dad. You are the master of your own destiny and you make your own decisions, except that except that all of these characters have been doomed to follow the footsteps of their parents yes. just slightly to the left or like other important figures in their life. Like it's it, it's no one has any hope in this, in no. this story at the end. So like, yeah, no. it so it doesn't that doesn't work. No, it's, it, so, so, so it's, like, it's nonsense. What she says to her is nonsense. Actually, what she should say is, you should be terribly afraid. And because we live in a world that's completely driven by fates and unjust gods, apparently, even though this is yeah. science fiction cruel, and not fantasy. <laughs> like, yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah. Ugh. Well, and, and it, it really puts a real change in her relationship, the way I view it from both Luke and Leia. Like, when Leia, when Luke asks, like, who are you? He knew all along. Like, that's yeah, so why, weird. Why are you, why are you like, it's, it's, it's. Why are they like doing this to her? It's so it's mean. It's kind of cruel. It's so it mean. Is. And it's almost like the Socratic method of teaching taken to like its most illogical to, like extreme. emotional manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the Socratic method. But if we were all monsters trying to cause a psychotic break. That's right. Okay. Let's try. Have her just guess um, anyone possible. Yeah, right. <laughs> you could be anyone. Who are you? Okay, but why? Um, yeah. So I, it, 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 what, what I think was the hardest about all of that was it, it took people I, I have admired, Leia especially, as someone who is tough as nails, always ready to meet the challenge. Also, ready doesn't to tell people doesn't, things the way that they are. Doesn't pussyfoot around words. stuff. No. Yeah, and it's just it to 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 totally change her characterization um by having this be a plot point i i I, that that felt like a betrayal to carrie fisher and princess leia i I agree we come to find out leia's a fully trained jedi that she was trained by luke but um she said let she laid down her lightsaber because she had a vision that uh her son who she had just become pregnant with if she were a jedi she would lead to his destruction and turn to the dark side. So in order to protect him and not let that happen, she lays aside her lightsaber and chooses not to be a Jedi. And he uh, hides her lightsaber. Um, 
So, <laughs> actually, I just I just realized something. He made it sound like she had his lightsaber. She had her lightsaber like in those rock formation things on the planet he was on. Mm. All the names are all leaving me. But um, she didn't know where he was. Like that was the whole point of uh, the yeah. Force Awakens. Yeah. So um, yeah, um, yeah, that's real dumb. I yeah hate this element of the story. I hate that Leia who once again doesn't take any any crap from anybody yep has to fundamentally fundamentally deny her calling because she's going to become a mother yes it's almost and hate it's, never be afraid of who you are except yeah like, except that i am desperately i'm desperately afraid of who i am yes. because i had a vision and oops i've already seen that it came true and yet still i am not picking i'm not being like well i guess i'm just gonna have to like run my own life wait and also it's almost as if she didn't have a plan b do you get what i'm saying do you get that i'm saying that leia should have had a space (laughs) abortion if she had this prophecy (laughs) i yeah why is the message of this this is another this is another perfect i'm sorry i hadn't even thought about that but you're right like you're so right that's what you do if you think that you if you literally have a vision you're gonna give birth to hitler Maybe just don't give birth to Hitler. Don't do I'm not, it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying Ben Solo is Hitler. Um, I'm just <laughs> well, yeah. if you were to say that, there's a reason for it because, and I'll get to it because I got to deliver this thing, but like, and it's not his fault necessarily. It's the filmmaker's fault. Anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, no, like she should have had a space abortion. Like, what what are you doing? Why are you testing the fates like this? Like you, you and Han are like mad into each other. You can just make another baby. It's fine. Like or yeah. never have kids. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Shouldn't this well, be a mess? Who is this helpful for? Shouldn't this be a message about how like prophecies and like and like weird, weird uh, fears shouldn't rule your life? That you should, like, be your own person? Isn't that the whole point of this? Oh, wait, no, it's not. It's all about, like, bloodlines and repeating the exact same shit your parents did. Ugh. Well, and what's funny is Game of Thrones, that, that great series, had this whole thing about how prophecy is about as trustworthy as, like, you know, a donkey that can kick you in the head. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't... I'm not quoting exactly because I don't remember because it's been a while, but... It's been a you while. You know, like, the whole point is that it's, it's supposed to be that this is, you know... The prophecy is unreliable, except apparently not in this, even though, like, literally the original trilogy, like, and by original, I mean the prequel trilogy, sorry, really when the prequel trilogy, like, a big part of it revolves around, like, Anakin having a vision and, like, him trying to stop it and it happening anyway and him causing it to happen. I don't know. It's fucking annoying. And in the end, Ben dies. Yeah. So none of it matters. But Ben dies. And not only does Ben die, his father dies and his mother dies. And they both die because of him. It's yeah. weird. It's like a it's and, and his uncle dies. And like you're just like, so how much how much life needs to be laid down so that you can tell kind of a lame story? Like yeah. so that you can serve so you can suddenly twist and decide that you're gonna make this story about that guy as opposed to that lady over there and serve yeah. him the best. Like, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, it 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 really does. Um, yeah, and it's also kind of a hopeless message. I I um, wish that they just had not used um, the Leia footage. To be honest with you, I wish that they hadn't used the Leia footage either. I I it is it's actually kind of painful to watch, and I hate to say that, but yeah. like, um, we have her saying things like, 
never underestimate a droid, which they try to jimmy into uh, the dialogue and, you know, make a callback to it, which sucks. Yep. They have her being like, try to be optimistic. Go away. They have her like, it's just, it's all very odd. Every scene with her is very odd. It feels, it feels exactly like what it is, which is computer, like, modified and, like, a script jimmied and written around it. And that, it makes, it doesn't make for a good movie. I also don't like, I mean, like, and I mean it, like, they shouldn't have reused it. And probably she should have just, like, they should have been like, Princess Leia has, his died. R.I.P. Like, at the beginning. I would have been better with that. I also don't like her, like, weird. Put it in the opening crawl. I don't. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would require them to write a good opening crawl, though. Um, But, like, I don't. (laughs) The dead speaks. Anyway, sorry. If they really wanted to honor Carrie Fisher, they would have been like, Princess Leia died, strangled by her own bra. Um, <laughs> Drowned in moonlight, strangled by her own bra. And it's not, uh. and you know, it's one of those things too where I'm like, nobody expects you to make this work. We all know, we all poignantly know that Carrie Fisher has died and it's very sad. I'm sad about it to this day. And I'm sad about it to this day. Nobody expects you to like make this work. We all know in this movie that she's going to have to die because, well, actually you've killed everybody like her other two counterparts off in each movie. It's like kind of a thing with this trilogy, which is also sort of, I think actually lends, and this one is the worst, like lends to that fatalistic feel at the end. I'm not sure if they weren't going to kill her at the end of this, but. I heard a theory that, uh, that neither she nor Ben would die at the end, but like, um, she, they'd go off and he'd be like living out in exile and she would be, keeping him company and helping to redeem him because as his mom she wanted to or something i don't know i mean that's cute but also then i go back to like you should have aborted him anyway Uh if if it was gonna come to this what did you anyway Uh, but like the (laughs) but but i hate all of this is to say none of these takes are tepid on this all i'm saying is that the legacy of princess leia cannot be cannot be separated from the legacy of Carrie Fisher. And Carrie Fisher was interned in a Prozac-shaped urn because she was a funny woman and had an amazing sense of humor about herself and life and saw the darkness and, and, and somehow made it better for herself at every turn. And you know what she would have hated? That weird Snow White glass coffin deathbed moment that she got in this. I hate that. I hate yeah. that. I would rather they yeah. did nothing than that. Yeah. Well, and 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 even taking it a step further, so Billy Lord, her amazing daughter, who's also an actress, who's been in all these movies, I heard a rumor the reason why she's like barely in this movie is that like she found it really hard to act against like video footage of her mom. Yeah, and, no like, kidding. That's awful. And like yeah, it is awful. But it means, like, so not only did we lose Carrie Fisher, we also lost her daughter who could be carrying on her legacy in this film yeah. if you hadn't, like, Frankensteined a performance together that, like, literally made her uncomfortable to, like, act with. Like, yeah, that's awful. You guys. Just, like, in this movie, it's like they decided suddenly that Leia's defining characteristic was being a mommy, and I hate that. Like, the fact that she dies basically giving birth a second time, she's more important than being a mother. Like... Yeah, like I, yeah. I understand that it makes sense in the in the in, to serve this story, but if that's the case, you have not only done Ray dirty, you've done Leia very dirty, and that's not excusable. Yeah. No, it's bad. It's bad. It's hard, and I, 
uh, yeah, this movie's hard to talk about with anything positive because so much of it is bad. <clears throat> so much, so much of it, so much of it is bad. Uh, is there so if Leia is a secret Jedi, is she one of the voices that talks to Ray? I didn't, I didn't pay attention. It's just occurring. She to me is. Now. She is. Okay, one of the voices that talks to Ray. At least that happens. Yeah, totally. And yeah, and that's a that's a good moment. Well, that brings us to um. To the climax in the fight. In a minute, we'll get to the Force Dyad and Hot Ben Solo. <laughs> sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> for this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Obviously, it's not that I'm attracted to Is that he Ben Low once he's good, but he's <laughs> he's Kylo Ben when he's bad? He's, yeah, he's Kylo Ben when he's bad. <sighs> After he's ben been exercised. He's yeah. Because mm-hmm. none of us are in charge of anything in this world. Nope. Uh, nope. Um, All of our actions are not our own and can't be blamed on us. <sighs> okay. It doesn't matter. Let's let's real quickly. No, the, the, I think that the point is that Ben Solo and Kylo Ren are supposed to be two distinct, like that they have to be two distinct they're, characters in order to. They're I, they're, I they're basically twins. Yeah, uh, something sure. It's a Mister Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde situation. Hmm. Yeah, kind um, of. All right. Anyway, yeah. whatever. When the Emperor says he's fighting at the end, when he's battling with Rey, uh, he says he's fighting with the power of all the Sith. Uh, many people kind of want Ray to respond, like, and I'm no one from nowhere, and I'm fighting by myself, you know? But instead she says, and I am all the power of the Jedi. And so it's this moment of, like, I am all the Sith. I am all the Jedi. It felt very, like... I am Jedi! I know I am Jedi! Yeah, it, it, it felt very, like, Marvel to me or something. Yeah, you know? it was very Marvel. Uh, yeah. Which was super, super annoying. Um, So, so I venture to say... uh. I didn't find this to be as powerful as if, like, she didn't need to be all the Jedi. Like, I understand, like, I, I would have been happy with them, like, coming back and, like, you know, like, pep-talking her as Force Ghosts or whatever. Like, I was fine with that. But, like, the idea that, like, and I am all the Jedi just felt lame no, no, in no, comparison. No. It, right? Well, it, it wasn't well thought out. Like, I mean, I'm not made of stone. I got a small chill when we heard all the Jedi speak. Of like, course, I, no, I liked not, that part. I just don't I'm need not, her to say, like, and I am all yeah. the Jedi. Like, No, well, but, and also, it does kind of make it then about, she once again, Rey is just a vessel to be filled. Which yes. is honestly the worst thing you could do to a fe- have- to a feminist icon. That is yeah. the worst thing. That is she no longer women- has any power inherent within herself. And while or, like, cool a personality, we, like- any of it. Yeah, like... She, she, she a, is not. I, I would say she, I would argue that she has a pretty fun personality in the last she Jedi, does. and in this one, it she it's, doesn't have a personality. It's, no, it's annoying. No. I hate it. She's just a she's just a vessel to be filled, and that is the worst thing you can do because that is what the patriarchy does to women. They they treat them like objects to just kind of like put wants and needs and dreams and desires onto, and yeah. have women carry out those things for them. I don't have to explain this to you. You get what I'm going for. Um, no, but, but 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 it's 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 dissatisfying but, and it's a real hot bummer. But even if lightly. even if you just are thinking about like storytelling in general, like wh- is it exciting? What is a better what is a better story if you want to make it clear that one side is good and one side is bad? David and Goliath or the Clash of the Titans. Yeah, is right, it exactly. To have two big things fight each other and then just be like, one of those big things is good. We have not sh- given you any evidence to know why. Yes. But one of them is. Or is it better to then use, use 
the the ready at hand depiction of it's a big thing trying to say you're little I can get you and then have the little thing be like no no I'm actually way more powerful you have underestimated like it's just a miscalculation that's so sloppy yeah it's like that moment oh my god I don't know how I didn't make this connection until right now and I'm sure you've already made it because I've been thinking about this in terms of games, Game of Thrones and a really amazing uh, fight scene that happens in the uh, third episode, the second ep- third episode of the last season, but it doesn't matter. <clears throat> it's like that moment in Buffy, but when uh, when Angel uh, has a sword and they're like in a courtyard, yep. it looks like he's about to kill her. He's like, "Look at you now, no family, no friends, all alone." You know, like. Take everyone else. What away. are you? What are you? And she catches the sword and says, "Me," and she yeah. kicks his goddamn ass, and it's amazing. I wanted Ray to say, "Like I am the power of all the Sith," and I wanted Ray to say, "And I am no one," and I wanted her to fight yeah. the shit or, out of him. Or, or, and I am me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get you. And I'm Ray. Yeah, yeah. She should have. What she should have actually said is. And I'm like young and um, can tie my own shoes, so I'm gonna beat you up, old man. I got real fucking fingers, bro. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're pretty messed up, to be honest with you. I kind of feel bad punching you. Yeah, it feels a little bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. So exactly. You is you, your skin you like paper? Into- it is, isn't it? It's, it's gonna be like fighting. It's gonna be like fighting a Japanese folding screen. His um, oh my god, his character design is pretty creepy and good. Like I'm not it, gonna no, lie, it is that good. initial it is good. when we initially see him and yeah. the lightning strikes over his face, like it looks cool. I wish that this movie could back up any of the things that look cool in it with like some actual substance. It just can't. But that looks pretty cool. I was uh, you know, I was impressed by that moment. Yeah, no, he's he's genuinely creepy in this, no question about yeah. it. But it is sort of funny to have like this young fit person fighting an old yeah, man and no, him being really like is. him being like you can't escape ha 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 you're like i mean can't she just like kick you <laughs> i don't right. know you don't look super durable you seem pretty frail yeah um well mary somehow surviving uh an explosion or whatever Getting dropped. People in Star Wars survive getting dropped down shoots all the time. Okay, but. so what's really funny about that? Because we're about to we're about to get to Forest Islands and Hot Ben Solo. But what's really funny about that is the guy who was dropped down a shaft and survived being on exploding Death Star to get rid of newly redeemed Ben Solo throws him down a shaft. Like what? <laughs> like, bro, you should know that doesn't kill anyone. Like, come on. Yeah, you, you lived this experience. You, you literally lived this. Come on. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So here's when I go to bat and I say that, that I think the most compelling parts of this narrative uh, are, are are the relationship between uh, Kylo Ben and Rey. Um, not not really the Force timing. I think that that, uh, that pulled through a lot better in The Last Jedi. I think that I hated the redesign cinematically of Force Time from being like, I'm talking to you and you're in your environment and I'm in my environment to like, we're now vignettes and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it was so well filmed and like that, that uh, those subtle details, like him having like water on his glove and then suddenly being in the same room and like touching like that all felt, there was something about it that felt more tangible than this somehow. Um, mm-hmm. 
Like, well, it was almost used like jump scares in this, which I thought was sort of funny, <laughs> yeah. but like, but not, but it wasn't intentionally funny, so that's not good. Yeah, no, it was. It's sort of like surprise. It's sort of like they were like butt dialing each other constantly. Yeah, it was very odd. Yeah. Um. Anyway, whatever. So I, but I do think that like their relationship is uh is pretty compelling. Uh, we see Ray as compassionate and selfless, almost to the point where like she doesn't feel like. Real, which is too bad. Human? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did you like the sandworm uh, metaphor? Yeah, I was literally about to... Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I don't know if I had thought of it as a metaphor, but great, 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 great. Uh, uh, Ray shows you exactly what's going to happen with her and Kylo with a sandworm. Yeah. I- she runs into a sandworm. She realizes it got stabbled, and that's why it just wants to kill a bunch of people. She heals it. It shows her the light. And then what does she do? She has a fight with Kylo. She stabbles him. He's going to die. She's like, oh, you're angry because because people have metaphorically stabbled you. I will heal you now. And now you go to the light. That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> that is wild. Is. When I watched it the first time and then saw like the his wound even looks like the sand wound. I was like, this is insane storytelling. <laughs> what? <is. laughs> that is, it is like, insane like, storytelling. I like didn't... way... I mean, like, I hated the sandworm scene anyway, because it was like, she's a woman, and that's why she knows how to be a healer. She's going to be a healer. And yeah. I'm like, no, I would much rather watch her just mess that sandworm up, but okay. Yeah. Um, But, like, yeah, no, to, to, to rob that emotional beat so strongly by yeah. being like, get it? He's the sandworm. Yeah. Get it? Yeah. Is insane. That's an insane way yeah, to tell because, that like, story. Yeah, because, like, that could... Mm. I thought that fight was interesting. I thought uh, it's some of her... it's some of the best moments of it's some of the best action. It's it's kind of stepped on because they lightsaber fight a lot together. In yeah, this, and in a weird way, you get fatigued of it. I got fatigued of it. I, I was like, I get it. I found okay. so you already know I stand for the throne room lightsaber duel in the Last Jedi, and yeah, so I thought yes, that the you... best one of these was like when they were actually on the same side again, like that, like sending the lightsaber through Force time. Like, looks like a magic trick. I'm, like, pulling my blade back so I can strike you. And, oh, it's gone. <laughs> like, yeah, I thought yeah, that yeah. was oh, <laughs> It kind of reminded me, and this is the highest compliment I can pay anything. It, it reminded me a little bit of Willow, where they're like, yes! where in the end, which, by the way, is a perfect film, and I will not hear a single person besmirch it. Um, but <laughs> when they, like, the end, it's like a sleight of hand is how they win. Like, so that it had sort of, it, I, the reason you like it is because it has sort of that, Anybody can do this. It's okay. You just have to like be cool and believe in yourself. No, totally. That that's where yeah. and that's which why Which is a delightful That's beat. why I want to recut the movie because I think that you could actually make a movie in this where she's not a palpatine and it doesn't come up but, like and it would be So what as would that here with this one? What movie would would that just be her being like Finn, you don't know me. I know my own mind and then that scene in the <laughs> No. I think shut up. It's a little more than that. Not much. Um, anyway. Anyway, uh, it doesn't matter. I found this last I I found I found the newly resurrected um Ben to be uh, a a fun sidekick for my girl Ray. You know, yep. and that's definitely what it felt like to me. And I like him dragging himself back up from the pit and saving the mostly dead Ray. Um, and I like I like their kiss. It doesn't feel like a sibling kiss to me, JJA. Go oh, to hell. JJA is high if he thinks that. It's also like not 
like obviously what they're going for also not my idea i read this and i was like yeah that's absolutely what it is yeah um is that and i think it actually might even be in the same piece where they um uh where joanna complains about forced dyads but she it's clear that it's like no 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 get it get it because luke and leia you thought they were gonna get together but then they were siblings and then get it you thought these two were gonna you thought that ray and kylo were gonna be siblings and then no 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 they're actually just in love that's like that's the sleight of hand there i so i have felt high. the tension for the record since uh the last jedi when they touched uh fingers um <laughs> it's built into the force well, awakens it, yeah for sure. Yeah, well, but no, the finger the fingertip is the, like when the when it when it tips over. Yeah, the the finger touch, the very evocative and sexual finger touch. Well, about. Star Wars is kind of good at that actually. It's because yeah. it's so it's very not chaste, sexual, but also like so chaste. Horny, yes. Yeah, Star Wars. Movie. Oh man, it's like the hor. It's so horny. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, of course, uh-huh. of course, uh-huh. of course. As and, actually, honestly, as honestly, most chaste things are pretty horny. Oh my god, they all are because there's yeah. no un- there's unresolved sexual tension. It's just um, tension. That's yeah. all it is. Yep. His his first mild entire trilogy being right after they kiss before he disappears. I'm not gonna lie, that also gets me. Anyway, I I have a really a really super super important question, which will yeah. change the course of history. <laughs> I I almost don't want to hear it, but I'm I'm asking. Is you. Adam Driver one of Kate's boys? I don't know that he is. I mean, okay. I I'm so confused myself because there's I don't only, actually find him. Only one way for you to know for sure. Yeah, what's what's the you way? You have to watch, and I don't want you to do it because I don't want to do it. But you have to watch Marriage Story. No! <laughs> don't make Kate, me. Kate at, this time, Kate, at this time in history, don't you think it's really important for you to watch two upwardly mobile uh, white, man? white Manhattan Knights fight, a, have a divorce in court, and talk about how sad it is that they're getting a divorce? Yeah, wah, no, wah, there's wah. no part of me that wants to watch that movie. So I, I understand what you're saying. It is definitely in this movie the like kind of the central heart of the film it kind of has to be it but but, um, but it's almost undercut by like the first half of the film just so we're clear like it's annoying that like well it and also in, like isn't a, it a five minute span isn't it undercut also by the fact that he basically had like bad guy induced schizophrenia and that's why he was bad like it does bother me that they're like no it's a totally different person i'm like then is it even redemption? No, just, that is exactly the question. Shot. Lindsay Romaine, um, <clears throat> writer on Nerdist, who I really like, uh, mm-hmm. talked about that as well. How, like, you know, this whole thing just has a Ben Solo problem. Because, like, if Ben Solo yeah. is different, like, you know, was that an earned redemption? Did he need redemption? Like, did he deserve to die? Like, I don't yeah. know. It's all no, very but, but it wants to have it. It wants to have it both ways. Yeah. And um, I I have prepared a little TED talk. <laughs> about, Is it for right now? I think it's for right now. Yes. Okay. Um, I've prepared a little TED talk that I would like to give. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, you threw down the gauntlet last time. You said to me, you just have a grudge against Kylo because he killed your favorite character. And I was like, maybe that's so. I gave that some thought. Okay. And obviously, I am still sad about Han's death. But honestly, I hold that grudge against JJA more than Kylo because it's his fault. Yeah, it, was his, it was his decision that he could like play with his pieces however he wanted and just hurt whoever he wanted. And like, and it's, and it's, it's feelings. But I, my beef with this romance 
I've, I've separated myself from that and I've really thought about this romance and I have identified, I have pinpointed beyond a shadow of a doubt why I do not like it and I would like to explain it now. I feel like this is a wildly unthoughtful execution of a bad boy, good girl romantic trope. And because those stories are usually told, and this story could have been told this way and I probably would have annoyances with it too because I think that's a little reductive to women, but it's not... The way they have framed this character and the choices they have made for this character is not like he's like a lone wolf rebel who like needs to be set straight by like a woman the on the woman. Yeah, right. That's not what they're doing because <laughs> because they have chosen the filmmakers have chosen to say, you know what, Kylo's a bad guy or Ky- the Kylo that we know, not the Ben, but yeah, but, Kylo. But, but to me, they kind of have to be the same thing okay is the highest ranking space fascist we presume who causes mass human suffering and we then set up ray to feel compassion for him void of any exposure she never sees the cost of war she doesn't know we never get like a story about that so she is void of any exposure to his crimes so now you've taken my feminist this feminist icon you have turned her into a vessel and you have decided that part of what you're going to fill that vessel with is being an ignorant Nazi sympathizer. This is not the feminist love story I am looking for. And it yeah. makes me sad. So I I, I, rec- I recognize that what I'm throwing down there is is like a lot of people have feelings. I know about Godwin's law, Goodwin, Godwin's law about like if you mention Nazis then like you've lost, which by the way, I think is kind of why we are in a bad place with fascism now because we've raised Hitler to this point where we're like, he was so charismatic and such an amazing leader. And that's that's why people had no choice but to follow his evil plans. I'm like, no, he was a big old dummy and people were scared and we did. And they like loved him because he offered them comfort. And yeah, that's if you read Mein Kampf, like the guy, he's not he's not smart. Yeah, no, like he's, he's not smart and he's a bad he person. And so is, yeah, and he is, and he is, so is Donald person. Trump. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. So, so I have I have some TED talkery to to back up my point. So, okay. what you might be asking at this point, well, why would you think that the first order your order are Nazis? Well, I, and I, I, <laughs> these are not questions I have, but I'm happy for you to deliver them. Yeah, because I, I, I know say, they are. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I know, you know. But I think it's important to say that because this is like. This is like where I start like towing and I owe so much to um, the YouTube video essayist, Lindsay Ellis, who I love. We'll also link her mm-hmm. um, for this because she's amazing. But she um, <laughs> but I, I believe that we you could you could t- say the stakes are left intentionally blurry, but they're not blurry enough for you to wonder if the First Order are good guys or bad guys for sure. And in, the, and in film in general, aesthetic framing matters more than narrative, especially in big blockbusters that are long and move yeah. fast. Yeah. And all of these filmmakers, because they could have, I mean, they they could have departed at any point, but especially J.J. Abrams, because he bookends this piece, decided yeah. that the first order were to be shot with the aesthetics of the Nazi party. Yes, the visual brand language. Yep. But he was not going to compromise the PG rating by showing like a Wookiee concentration camp. So he just expected that the audience would pick up on the visual cue and be like, got it. Those guys are Nazis. So next question. So is it so bad to feel sorry for a Nazi? Is what's so bad about having compassion for Nazis? 
there is <laughs> your laughter your laughter tells me of course yes like there's that but like no, but no, I really no, thought I'm, about I'm this. only laughing because I understand why all these points are points you're backing up I just like they're, they're I don't think that these are questions <laughs> these are mostly theoretical trolley no I know I know I know and I and I and I, t- I gave it a college try. So my answer is that like maybe there's nothing wrong with sympathizing with a Nazi, but it requires you to have context. Yeah. And I looked at other sympathetic Nazis in Hollywood, and there are kind of a lot of them, which makes me a little worried about the world. Yeah. There's way more of them than there are like sympathetic like black people in film, for example. So like, what the good hell are we doing? Yeah. But the most famous and probably best sympathetic Nazi that I found is. Um, Almond, like the Nazi Almond, I think is how it's pronounced, from Schindler's List. So what they do with this character is they show what a bad guy he is. Like, they show him, like, hanging out. So he lives in a, and he's a historical figure, as is Schindler. This was guy was a real guy. Yeah. Um, but they show him, like, he lives sort of in this um, villa that's right by uh, the concentration camp that he's running. And he regularly just, like, goes out on his balcony and just, like, picks people off with a rifle, just shoots them. Boom, boom. We see all that. We see him torture his uh, his, ma- his Jewish maid, Helen, who he, like, is, like, lusts after and probably rapes, it's implied, and, like, grabs her and is like, you're mine and I get to do whatever I want with you. He's a bad guy. We see all of that. We see him in the context of his crimes. But we also see that he is, like, a broken, twisted person like he is a pitiable figure and we are invited as an audience to pity him often over the course of the movie even though we know he is bad and at the end because it is historical which is weird which is weird because history usually doesn't get the stuff right but at the end what happened to this guy and what happens in the movie is he's caught he's tried and they and he's hanged because he has crimes he committed crimes against humanity and we the audience are left with the mixture of satisfaction, because it's justice being served, we are like, yes, I understand why he died, yep. because he did very bad things. But we also, and this is so critical for a story about Nazis, we also are like, what a goddamn waste of human life, which is yeah, the totally. point of the Holocaust, right? Like, like what, you know, why did this man feel this way? Why did he cause so much suffering, which led to his own suffering? Yeah, like, it's, like a, it's a feedback yeah. loop. That's the whole point. So... You have so he is truly a complicated fascist villain that yep. we see, right? And we we can grapple with him because we see him in the context of his brokenness and his mm-hmm. horrible action. If we just showed him as a broken person, people would flip out because that's like a despicable yeah. thing to do. So when you arrange a relationship with a person who represents the fascist party of space and the good person yet you never show her or you never even show the audience the fascist stuff he does i would argue that that's a despicable thing to do that you lack the contextual surroundings to understand and i feel like the filmmakers chose to do that so that you would be more on board with that figure and not it's a feature not a bug to them and i don't like that i think that this narrative encourages us to love the fascist but not even see his genocide and that's wild to me <laughs> like that's a bad choice upon yeah. part of them um i do have 
No, sorry. Uh, I, I do yes, have a lot it. of thoughts responding to that, um, most of which are going to be sliding into our bonus episode. Because uh, totally. it doesn't matter what's not in this film um, or what right. choices they decide to make with the character later on. I think that it, you cannot argue that in The Force Awakens, he was meant, we were meant to assume he was aligned with the Nazi party of 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 the empire you know like the empire nazis and he takes and, and, he, and, and of course the waste awakens we are like of... literally supposed to believe that like he's a sympathizer yeah. at the very least and an active member so it doesn't matter what they retcon I mean, he's later a high-ranking officer and we will no. talk about those things no. because I, they do go into like well, how i feel about these characters but for the totally. context of this movie i i don't disagree with you at all Another thing that I think is weird, and a, and, a, and another like this, so this opened up like a, a door for me where that made me understand why I found Ray so unsatisfying as a character at the end, and I was mad about it. Is and and kind of what I've been hinting at with like bending the narrative. I think that they, to serve um, Kylo Ben as opposed to Ray, which is sucks, um, is that I feel like they start drawing parallels between the two of them. Like we don't, and that's why we don't get any of like kind of the moral question. We don't even have a moment where Ray's like, "I'm going to be a good guy and not a bad guy." They talk about it a lot. They're like, "You would just go like Luke's like, you would just go to the dark side. You didn't even question it." But like, you never are worried as the viewer. I was never worried that Ray was going to become bad. We are never shown that totally. She would do In that fact, thing. I was more excited about this so, movie for her to explore the idea that like that there was power accessible not taught by the traditional Jedi that was not inherently evil and that life is not as simple as like no passion and passion you know that would have been a totally, really interesting totally. because that's like a crazy to me yeah that I thought we were gonna yeah, get but, yeah so instead they sort of set it up so that you have Kylo Ben and Ray have parallel stories about internal questions of discovery and owning totally. your own power which makes sense because it's Disney and Disney loves that. That's like the, such a good story for them to tell. But what it makes it is it's like a very narrow, selfish character arc. There's no risk. There's no sacrifice that is not equally felt by both of them. So, you know, that feels really bad because if you can, especially if you consider there's a yeah. war on, there are things that we can show them. Then... <laughs> It's further complicated. I promise I'm almost done. It's further complicated by the fact that Rey herself comes from a proud fascist bloodline. In fact, Palpatine definitely is supposed to yeah, be Hitler. He is that is fear. what that yeah. is what the prequels are all about, right? And so I feel like by I don't know if they meant to do this, but because they did that, you're drawing even further parallels between the two. If things had gone differently for Rey. She would be the Nazi queen. So maybe sh the choices she made and the choices Kylo made are not all that different at all. And that toes into a line of liberal, neoliberal rhetoric where that like each side of an issue is a has opposing opinions, but those opinions are equally yeah. valid. And if we could only connect somehow perhaps versus perhaps via a really bad execution of force time <laughs> we could reach a compromise but this rhetoric only serves white americans yeah. historically yeah. right it reminds me of when the suffragettes were like you know what we don't really need black women to be involved in this yeah we'll strike a we'll strike a blood bargain yeah. with you it, it's meant to uphold the status quo it is meant to be only accessible to the middle class 
or above and white people strictly. And it disproportionately causes suffering for everybody else. And that's no good. I don't like that. So. So what? This is a movie. Who cares? Who cares? Like, really? Like, I mean, this is like very I, I went down like a whole sure, wormhole, yeah. right? I I don't I cannot shake it because it bothers me that there could be a tiki torch waving fascist in Charlottesville who sees this movie and sees Kylo Ren as a character and is like, oh, that's me. That's me. Yeah, I am a hero. I am a fascist person, but you know what? Actually, what I need is the way that I can get walk back or become good or like get get the approval I so seek, right? Is if I find a woman, a sexually attractive woman, and I just repeatedly bear my soul to her endlessly, even when she tells me to stop, I keep going. And I don't care. And my and the narrative doesn't really seem to care if Ray loves Ben. She wants to save him. She feels connected to him. But they don't ever, we don't really get a sense of what she wants from him beyond just him him to join her team and have the satisfaction of completing Luke's story arc with Vader, right? So it almost suggests that it doesn't matter if a woman of your sexual desire desire returns your feelings. All you need to do is become her white knight and then she will fall in love with you. And I hate that. (laughs) Like, you can't. You can't just swap a bad boy's leather jacket for a fascist uniform. That is dangerous. And and be like, ooh, it's equally dangerously alluring. That's insanely irresponsible. That is not, I am not for that. And it makes me feel bad when I watch these movies. Totally. I'm picking up what you're putting down. And I obviously don't want that incel asshole to feel like he is validated by these characterizations and as i've already mentioned because we're talking about this movie and what happens in this movie not headcanon about characters or what other people have released um yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go and defend any of that uh because you're right i guess that the only thing i would say is she did tell him that she wanted to take his hand because she wanted to take ben's hand and so I think that was saying I do have feelings for Ben, but only yeah. if he's here. But it's so much no, more I, from I, his perspective. I totally you understand. know the whole time That's he's the only thing her. I can say. That's the only thing I'm going to say. Yeah. And all points well made, Mary. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, so it, like I really dug into this and it just it blows my mind that Disney, who's so careful about everything else, makes these gaffes pretty yeah. consistently like like they just it's just clear that you don't have anybody in the writer's room who could stop this who could be like you know what um it's actually could we just have like could we just have like the the knights of ren be like their absolute own thing like as a rogue thing and not tie them in with the first order because what we're doing is we're fetishizing yep. nazis yep. and that's bad that's a really bad thing to do. And we're going to fetishize Nazis, but we're not going to allow people to even recognize it unless they, like, dig in really hard. It's just going to be something that's subconsciously floating around or even worse. And this is such a Trump move. The people who it will speak to on that level will get it and feel validated. Yeah. And that's bad. Yeah. That's very bad. You should check 
you should, as a creator, you should at least have the responsibility to check to make sure that your movie isn't subtly speaking yeah. to Nazis. And that's why I keep hammering home this, like, bloodlines matter. Like, this movie, I feel like, speaks to Nazis, and that sucks. Yeah, no, I, I I, totally agree with what you're saying. And it's in, it's it's bad. There's no other way to put that. It, it's, it's bad, bad. news, but... Yeah, so all that's bad. Join us for uh, our bonus episode wherein Kate will explain the only way she's able to sleep at night uh, carrying the torch of the rail of ship. Uh, <laughs> but to wrap up this this episode here, where we're living in the universe of this movie that was released, just this. Uh, Mary, is this movie important and feminist? <laughs> well, funnily enough, in this, in this section, I did... It was one of those things where I was like, I have been so critical the whole way through. And then in this section, I just shoved some things I did like. So I'll start there. Oh, oh good. <laughs> um, the one thing that I think this movie does better than either of the other two is that we do get some solid Ray, Poe, Finn hang time. And I do yeah. think all those people have great chemistry together. And they even make annoying JJA uh, dialogue work. Yeah. And it made me almost, like, when I watched this movie, I was like, why? This was the only thing that I saw in this movie that I was like, the other two should have had more of that. Like, yeah. definitely. 100%. Um, and Oscar Isaacs gets to be, like, I don't know, charming? You know? Very charming. And funny and, and, and a totally different character than his previous characters. Not at all, like, a misogynist. I don't know. It's great. It's nice. It's fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I like... I like the two badass uh, women we introduce in this. Mm -hmm. um, I think that they're great. I mean, it's obviously such a classic JJ move to be like, I'm a starter, not a closer. So, of course, you introduce so let me introduce the best some things. new characters that are just here for like yeah. a minute. And they're like oh, the and best don't worry. part of it. If you think that one of them's going to die, um, they didn't. They made JJK! it <laughs> Um <laughs> But, you know, but that love is tempered by stuff we mentioned at the beginning about Jana. But also, I can't help but notice you've put two really conventionally beautiful women in and then sidelined the less conventionally beautiful Rose. Uh. <sighs> so I think it's sort of like we can have power. It's sort of the Joss Whedon school. We can have powerful women provided I want to bang them. Yep. That's fine. But if you're a powerful woman I don't want to bang, you should shut up. Yeah, we don't want you here. That's not us, obviously. That's uh, yeah. that's that's my impression of JJ Abrams, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, that was a great voice impression. Anyway, <laughs> otherwise, I find it wildly underwhelming. <laughs> it's an underwhelming movie mm -hmm. in every sense of the word. The only thing that it incites passion in me about is potentially like how dirty it does its female characters. And also that I cannot believe that as we stand, as we stand at this point in history, that this story feels useful. That is fascism rises. Yeah. That like, we're going to tell a story about how Nazis are complicated and just need good women to save them. And that's actually the only use a good woman has. And totally. that my tepid take of this is <laughs> we should stop we should stop seeking compromises with fascists because we always lose and that nazis don't actually deserve that much compassion and nope. 
And my hot take is because this is a puzzle box movie. Like, that's how J.J. structures things. It's like, it's always a big mystery. And because his mystery is, ha ha, Ray's a sec- secretly a fascist, kind of. I will say he has ruined this trilogy for me. Yeah. I am so, I'm heartbroken about it. It's sad. It's very yeah. sad. And it's not feminist. And it's, and this movie especially is not that interesting. No, I, uh, I find... And, and and again, I think we'll touch this a little bit more in the next one, but uh, I think that this is really important to say here. I think I find that um, I'm just pretending like a lot of this movie doesn't exist. And that, is, that is how the, I will be saving this trilogy for myself because I really loved The Last Jedi. Yeah. Would, really you, would you? Do you think you'll bad. find yourself watching Force? I mean, I assume you'll never watch this movie again. But do you think I've, you'd ever watch Force, Force Awakens again? I have watched Force Awakens again. I don't find it as rewatchable as The Last Jedi. No, um, it's but, not also about that good. Yeah, yeah. no. There's there's yeah. some fun to be had there. So I have rewatched it. Just like The Last Jedi is like a satisfying movie, actually, all the way through. So I think that that will be the standout for me from this. This trilogy, and I think that I will have a place in my heart for The Last Jedi for probably ever. Um, I just, it's a real bummer that this movie, that most people are going to accept that this movie's what happened plot-wise. And I'm like, nope, you're wrong! He didn't well, call definitely... one twin, and... <laughs> I'm definitely not going to accept that this is what happens plot-wise, because that means that, like, fascism is A-OK. What, yeah. it, what it has installed in me is this deep anxiety that I, that the original trilogy is somehow proto-fascist No, well. it's not. It's not. I'm just this so mo- worried. I, I have to watch not. them again, Kate. I know. I've, re- I've I, watched them recently. No, this trilogy is ridiculous. All right. I need I need to go back. I need. I just need the comfort of knowing. And But, like, I will say that telling, that's telling a story where you're using... Because definitely they still... I mean, the original trilogy absolutely uses Nazi imagery as well. But... Yeah. Yeah, because, but like, you're because never, the Empire are Nazis. Like, yeah, the Empire's... They are the baddies. Like, They're totally the baddies. But I also would argue that telling that story in the late 70s is very different from telling that story in 2020. Yes, it is. That's it's, not even... Yeah. It's so we different. We literally are having Nazis rallying across yeah, the country. the Nazis are back. Like, what? So it's telling a story <laughs> that like at all sympathizes with the Nazis is irresponsible. I, I agree 100% with that. Yeah, it's 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 bad. So like, I don't, I, and I think that they did a better job anyway. I just need to watch it so I can comfort myself because yeah. I'm, I'm very concerned now. It's funny. I think most of the Nazi imagery happens in the Force Awakens. I don't think that there's as much of that in this movie in particular, but it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, yeah, he made both of those movies. <laughs> like, fuck you. Anyway, yeah. Well, and it's also like you, we have other ways. We have other. You don't have to just because just because you have something doesn't mean you have to follow it. Like there was no there was no reason necessarily. And in fact, it probably would have been better and more original. Although I will say in Force Awakens, the Nazi like rally scene is one of my favorite scenes in that because at least it's like shooting for something. Which yeah, I, no, I, I would agree 100 percent with that. Yeah, like I, I think, get, I think I'm like, oh, very I get it. Compelling and, and yeah. does a perfect line of illustrating that these that that is who these people are. I did but, not feel any sympathy towards uh, Kylo Ren in the first no, movie. No, no, because he's, he's a dirty Nazi. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 
But like, so, but like, why would you, cho- why would you choose to, to, to do that if you knew this is what you wanted to do, or this would be like the story that needed to be told? I mean, like, and it's totally different. Like, like fans, f- people, I don't think people who ship this relationship are evil or bad or no, anything like no, that. No, no, no. And obviously I am not promoting uh, sympathy for Nazis. And obviously that, that goes without being there said, are, but like. Yeah, but like, or like, and you can even you can even watch this movie and recognize that it's fascist imagery and find it sexy because I'm not here to like kink shame you or like Bob like get into Ooh. that. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I I appreciate how much room you're leaving for other people's tastes. I'm just gonna. But I am gonna say <laughs> okay. I am gonna say that maybe you should explore it a little bit because yeah, like maybe unpack it with your therapist. Is yeah, my, is, is my yes and to that. <laughs> yes. But it's different. It's a different thing for you, the audience member, to like write little fan fictions for yourself. Yeah, totally. Versus deciding you're going to finish this love story this way and yeah. basically be like, it's fine because everyone important is a fascist. So who cares? Yeah, <laughs> like, That's bad. That is actually terrible. <laughs> that is a terrible thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh. <sighs> Mm. Sorry, that was on such a bummer. No, um, I'm fine. Do you All think right. this movie is feminist, Kate? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, I, I've, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. My hot take is, hey, I really like The Last Jedi and I think it's pretty <laughs> feminist. <laughs> but this one, this particular movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think watching this movie makes me think that The Last Jedi is feminist. I, no, this movie sucks. Guys, I'm sorry. I like I I will probably happily again watch the the scene where she and Ben are fighting uh you know are are fighting via force time together uh in this movie. I like that not I mean like at the end, Ben, not Kylo. Okay. Like I I think that's all pretty compelling. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 you know, and and that 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 weird kiss of the eye, I'm also okay with that, but like no, nah, like there's literally <laughs> and none of that's feminist. So like no, this yeah. movie this movie makes me feel like the last Jedi's feminist. That's that's my official take. So Fair. anyway. Fair. So um, uh next time is the episode that's literally dropped already. So go and listen to our bonus. But what's the time after that, Mary? What's so, our next yeah, yeah, actual I was episode? Um, so next time I have picked, uh, something very light because I think we need it after, (laughs) after heavy, heavy stuff. Yeah. So I have picked the, I am sure mostly forgotten, but pretty delightful movie Sky High. Have you seen it, Kate? I have not. I'm excited. (gasps) What year did it come out? 2005. Mm. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Um, Is it streamable anywhere? It's on HBO. Great. Now. So listeners, sign up for that HBO free trial. Take get it get get your eyes on it. It's mm-hmm. uh, and I think it might also be on Prime actually now that I'm thinking about it. Oh cool. Perfect. So anyway, thank you for listening to Space Bros, especially this episode where we just complained. Head over yeah. to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of those podcatchers. Um, and while you're there, please subscribe, rate, or leave us a review. Especially leave us a review. We would love it. I would love to hear your sweet voices. Yeah. And five stars for the stars we pass along the galaxy. Five stars <laughs> of Star Wars. Give us five wars. Nope. Give nope. us five stars. Nope. Yep. No um, more war. Yes, more stars. That's our All question. the star. 
Star star stars is what I think it should be. Star 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 stars. Stars. Mm-hmm. Stars to the fifth power. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find us on, of course, our website, outrageousmechanisms.com slash space dash bras. And now, join us as we raise our glasses and give the official toast of space bras. In these troubled times, we must remember that even though everyone might suck, especially J.J. Abrams, Yo, we are and awesome. Fa- and fascists. And fascists, fascists really and Nazis. Suck. We are awesome. And the galaxy is ours. Cheers! Cheers. Outrageous.